while the Arizona Cardinals need talent across this entire roster, it can't be overlooked that there are some key positions of strength already that need backups filled this offseason. Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked On Arizona Cardinals, hit that subscribe button, uh, turn notifications on so you can see my big dumb face um, and get a notification for when it's you know illuminated in all of its glory. Uh, everydayers, thanks for hanging out and whether it's, been since 2017 or you know if this is your first listen to locked on cardinals thank you maybe make tomorrow your second listen free agency is right around the corner i mean you know a few weeks away franchise tag season is here for the next week or so with transition tags as well i don't see the cardinals tagging anybody i mean we could do a segment on that i i just don't like <clears throat> if they were to i don't think that anybody's even eligible but if they were to franchise tag hollywood brown i think that would be a massive mistake and i don't think that's going to happen so in, until there's actual rumblings of that, there's just nobody that would be eligible that, you know, that they'd be able to and, and would make sense to tag. So um, I don't want to just waste a segment on that. I think today it's interesting to discuss, though. I did I, I did discuss on Twitter specifically uh, that the backup quarterback position is going to be massive for the Cardinals this offseason. And it's not somebody that's going to take Kyler Murray's spot and it's not, oh, well, Kyler Murray's probably going to get injured next year. So it's not that. Having a contingency plan in case something happens in an effort to keep this offense afloat is paramount. We saw how many quarterbacks got hurt this year with the extra game, the 17 weeks. Like, it's, it's imperative to have a backup quarterback that can run the system like the starting quarterback does. So you don't have to completely flip the script and you can just have the same offense just with, a backup quarterback running it. If in if we were to witness Kyler Murray getting injured or you know needing to miss a game for something for some whatever reason, um, but that's not the only position that needs to be discussed. There's going to be two others, and it's two positions of strength, the two most you know talented rooms on the offense, and it's tight end and running back. And let me discuss. Let me explain what I mean in both instances because they're similar. They're different. But it's all in, you know, it's all in the spirit of being prepared for anything come 2024. There are going to be overhauls completely, you know, from 80% of the damn roster could look different. And with free agency upon us, there are a couple of names that I have that I think would be nice pieces that wouldn't break the bank in an effort to keep this locomotive moving in 2024. So quarterback, two free agent options. The one that I tweeted out was Jameis Winston. Okay. So Jameis Winston, I think is very misunderstood. He has grown up a lot since leaving Tampa Bay, Ross Jackson, our fearless leader of the locked on NFL channel and host of locked on saints. I asked him, I'm like, what was Jameis like? He goes that route, that locker room would not be the same without him. They went through ups and downs in 2023 in new Orleans. And Jameis Winston was a constant 
He's a good team guy. He's a leader. And even though he was, you know, in the in the backup quarterback position, everybody's important. Cole McCoy was massively important to this team, even though he didn't play a bunch. I know he won a couple games when Kyler Murray was out over the last couple of seasons. But Jameis Winston, I think, would be somebody that the Cardinals should look at. Okay, that's one. And I think that because when he comes in, you know he can make every throw. Sometimes it's to the other team. Uh, you know he can, you know, be elusive behind the line of scrimmage. And he's a guy that will be a rock-solid, you know, a clipboard holder you'd hope for the majority of the season. But if something were to happen, he'd be a good guy. Now, there's another one that I didn't think about, okay? Um, there's going to be plenty. There's always, you know, there's always quarterbacks that are looking for a backup role, make a couple million bucks, and, you know, maybe find their next starting job. Luckily here, that's not going to be the case for the Cardinals. This isn't a quarterback controversy, which placates things. It's like, well, you don't want to bring him in because then you might have to have a conversation with Kyler Murray. That's not what this is. But there is a guy, and Pat Trena from Locked on Giants, actually, in our in our Twitter DM, in our group, in our group DM, brought up the name Tyrod Taylor. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. So Tyrod Taylor has had kind of a star-crossed career. Okay. He's gotten injured everywhere. In Cleveland, he got injured, I think, in week three on Thursday night football. And that was the start of Baker Mayfield. And then he had the horrific incident with the Chargers, with the doctor who, you know, punctured his lung with that started Justin Herbert's career, maybe sooner than people had thought it was going to happen. And then he's been in New York and he's been a serviceable backup when Daniel Jones has been out. Um, and I feel like his skill set would be perfect for this offense. He's a grown up. He's been in the league a long time and he can do the things that Kyler Murray can do. He's a little bit bigger. And he could run this offense. And I think that that would be a no doubt about it. Home run, sign him, two-year deal. You have stability. He's not a guy that's going to get a starting gig anymore, I don't think. This isn't a Geno Smith situation, I don't think. Because unlike Geno Smith, Tyrod Taylor has been a starter everywhere. And whether it be injury or performance, he's been removed from that role. So he's a lot closer to Colt McCoy than Geno Smith. Geno Smith had some starts early on in his career, but he's been pretty much a career backup until going to Seattle and surprising everybody when when Russell when, when they traded Russell Wilson. That's an exception to the rule and not the rule. So if you bring in a guy like Tyrod Taylor, it's set and forget at the quarterback position. Sure, there'll be a drop off of production, but not to the point of not being able to win football games. Tyrod Taylor is good enough to win you a couple games. And that's, all a backup is supposed to be there for. That's why a talent disparity between quarterback and just a between starting quarterback and just a massive drop off a cliff is not how the day and age of the NFL now, it, it's not how things can be done anymore. You need to have a competent backup. You need to have a guy who can come in and win you a game or two with spots starting here and there if, if a quarterback gets injured. It needs to happen. You need to have two guys now. And that's why, even though the Cardinals have, you know, they've got holes everywhere. Signing a backup quarterback this year is, is imperative. And the best part about all three of these options that I'm going to be discussing, it's not going to break the bank. They've got $41 million. So, you you, you know, you throw 2 or $3 million a year to a backup quarterback. It's not going to break the bank. Plus, it's going to solidify a set-and-forget situation where regardless of who's playing quarterback on game day, you will get at least average to above average quarterback play. And I think that's the most important thing because it's the most important position. Are you with me? Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. And I, you know, it's, it's, 
it'll be fun to kind of see because the difference between uh, Kyler Murray and when Cole McCoy was here, it was massive. They couldn't be different regarding how they played football. Could not be more different. So while he Cliff or uh, Colt went two and one, I think in 2021 when Kyler Murray was out, he beat, I know they beat San Francisco and it was like, it kept it afloat. It's like, oh, wow, that's wild. The Cole McCoy was able to do that. That was wild. That was something that nobody expected. I mean, let's be honest here. Cole McCoy plus the air raid, fast paced offense, oil and water. <laughs> but if you can bring in a guy like Tyron Taylor, like Jameis Winston, guys who have kind of a skill set like Kyler Murray, not Jameis necessarily as much as, as Tyron Taylor, but stability and the ability to run the same offense is imperative now more than ever. Quarterbacks get hurt now more than ever. And we said last year was insanity. And you need to be prepared in case something happens. If it doesn't, great. Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston would be awesome additions to this team, regardless of their gameplay, irrespective of if they even see the field or not in regular season play. Would be massive upgrade from, and listen, Clayton Toon didn't get a fair shot last year. I was wrong. I, I was wrong. It should have been Joshua Dobbs. I get it. Um, but Clayton Toon can't be that guy. They need somebody else. They need somebody else because it can't be like, a, oh, you know what? Let's roll back with Kalen, with Clayton Toon. And then if it doesn't work, you're screwed. You can't do that. So bring in a guy. I think Tyra Taylor would be the best, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it, it, it's something where you can, again, look at it, set and forget. The quarterback room for the 2024 season. Fantastic. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. What about the tight end room? Why would they bring in another tight end? Let's discuss. Uh, next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the Game Time app. I talk about the Green Day tickets I bought. Yeah, I'm 40, okay? I grew up, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Dookie, okay? So the fact that I saw on the Game Time app, I was looking for concerts that were coming in to, uh, they were coming into Phoenix. And I was like, oh man, oh, Chase Field, oh, awesome, wait. But what is the what does the seating chart look like in a stadium? I've never been to a stadium concert. Like, where's the stage? So I look on game time and it shows you. It's like, okay, so here's this. There are vantage points. Like, say you want to, you know, say you want to go to uh, I don't know, a comedy show at Footprint Center or something like that. And you look at the game time, you're like, well, what do those seats look like? It'll show you the vantage point of what you'll be seeing if you buy those tickets. It's wild. It's an absolute game changer. You don't have to guess anymore. And you can buy tickets up to an hour after certain events at times. Game Time's got you covered, man. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create, create an account, and use code Locked On for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but remember, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. That's me. Uh, please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button, baby. Um, I'm still locked out of my Twitter account. So if you want to follow at Locked On AZ Cards, I'm trying to figure out how to maneuver around this so I can get back in. Uh, not exactly sure what the suspicious activity was. Obviously, it wasn't me. Hopefully, I'll be getting an email here at some point today so I can get back in. But until then, uh, you're stuck with me here. 
Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston. There are a couple others, but I think Tyrod Taylor, I'm starting to have a love affair with that idea. Set and forget. Now, what about tight end? So this is interesting. So Zach Ertz came back. Zach Ertz looks slow. You know, he's a little bit old. He was coming off, you know, a serious injury. And we hadn't really seen, we hadn't seen Trey McBride yet. You know, we hadn't seen the, the what does this kid have? What all I remember and all I can, you know, reference was two years ago. It was week 18. And he had this, I call it a pirouette. Like he, he made a catch in the middle field, pirouetted and got into the end. So I'm like, oh boy. It was one of those flash plays where it's like, he can do that? Okay, so let's see what he, and then, you know, he blew the roof off last season. It wasn't perfect, but he was exponentially better than anybody thought with this offense, without Kyler Murray, that he would be, you know, his first real year of gameplay. And they moved off Zach Hurts because of it. And they weren't going anywhere. It made sense, huh? And um, now, with Drew Petzing's offense specifically, it's not a fail-safe in case Trey McBride gets hurt. That's not what the, that's not what this segment's about. It's what's you know what's better than one tight end in this offense? Two. Two freakishly talented pass catching tight ends who can block. Now, there's a couple names that I have here. They aren't as good of pass blockers as Trey McBride. That's what makes Trey McBride, you know, on that great trajectory with the George Kittle comp that he had coming out of Colorado State seems to be true so far. There are a couple names at tight end that I think the Cardinals should target this offseason. It's like, well, you know, you need to dump the money into wide receiver. It doesn't matter who catches the ball. It doesn't matter if it's a wide receiver. It doesn't matter if it's a tight end. If you can move the ball down the field and score touchdowns and score more points than the other team, more than they do the opposite, you're good. So there's a couple names, and there's a couple that are taken out immediately. Okay, Hunter Henry, I think you do not bring him in. He he made $12.5 million last year. I cannot believe how much money um, New England paid him. Okay, Dalton Schultz, he's probably going to go back to Houston, I would assume. I don't know why anybody would want to leave C.J. Stroud at this point. But then it gets interesting, okay? These are more inexpensive options, and there's a couple of them. And there's one specifically who, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot from him in the NFL quarterback play has been terrible in his pretty much his entire time in the NFL. And uh, then he went to a team that was stacked offensively. So that's Noah Fant. Okay. Noah Fant, I believe he went to Iowa. Um, you know, he went to Iowa. That was, you know, tight end you, he and TJ Hawkinson. I believe we're in the same, we're on the same team. He's a guy who's big, who's young, and hasn't done enough in the NFL to garner big money. So he's a guy, maybe you could steal him from Seattle. They have all of the weapons with Jackson Smith and Jigba and, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And they've got 46 running backs. It doesn't like, even though the tight end position was so massive during Russell Wilson's time in Seattle, ain't that anymore. And he had terrible quarterback play with Drew Locke, et cetera, in, in Denver. He had, he had no chance. He had no chance. So maybe you look him up, but the name for me, because, you know, he's not a top tier guy, but he'd be a great backup dancer to, uh, to Trey McBride. And it's not because of the gritty that he does. It's uh, Mike Isicki. So just walk with me here. Mike Isicki went from 
I think it was Teddy Bridgewater in uh, Miami to Tua, but then all of the weapons. So he was kind of an afterthought to New England with what they dealt with last year. It's like, what? Mike Kosicki is freakishly talented. He is a true pass catching, like Jimmy Graham-ish tight end. And I'm not comparing the two. Jimmy Graham is a terrible blocker. He doesn't block. That's kind of more what you're expecting from Mike Kosicki. But he's a guy who has a large catch radius. He's big. He's like, when he's given opportunities, the dude is produced. And I think you can get him for two years, six mil, two years, seven mil, something like that. Having a second tight end going into this season, there's a pass catching tight end, not running 13 personnel, like pass catching tight end. I think would be beneficial. I think Mike Kosicki can bring some giddy up to that position to, you know, amplify to add compound interest to Trey McBride and his, his talented nature already. So I think that's just like, there's a couple names, you know, and that, that's really it. Like, so let me just run you down the list. I'm on spot track right now. Spot track. Michael Gennetti does a great job over spot track. So you're looking at the, you know, the top, top free agent tight ends, Hunter Henry, Dalton Schultz, Gerald Everett's another name. Gerald Everett, I believe started with the Rams and he's been with the Chargers the last couple of seasons. Gerald Everett is a good football player. He's like a David and Joku light. Like Gerald Everett had this trajectory of like, this guy could be a star and it never really happened. Tyler Higby kind of took over. Tyler Higby was always there in uh, with the Rams. And then with the Chargers, even, you know, you look at all the other weapons they have. It's, it's, and, and he, you know, he's had some injury concerns and things like that, but you know, he's, I think he may be a little bit too expensive, but if he's not, that's another guy you got to look at also. Like they need an athletic, talented tight end too. To be able to run the same routes as Trey McBride in the case of his injury, which obviously you're not, that's not why bringing in another tight end in this instance is imperative. It's imperative because the tight end is featured so prominently in this offense. So why not have two? Why not have two guys that are pass catching tight ends? I think it's a no brainer. And this off season, they need, yes, they need to add depth everywhere. And tight end is going to be incredibly important to add depth, to help Trey McBride. What about the running back room? This is kind of the easiest segment. That's why I kind of push it to the end. We all know that they need to add running back help. Is it through the draft? Is it free agency? Is Michael Carter the guy? Let's discuss that next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sportsman because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, you bet all of on all of your, can I talk? You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bet, quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Um, my buddy, Tyler Rowland from lockdown Titans, who I do lockdown NFL Thursday with, uh, he loves same game parlays live pregame, whatever you take five bucks, seven bucks, three bucks. And you do over-unders on a bunch of different things. You can win a whole bunch of cheese all at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right. Final segment here. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. The, the, uh, the backup free agent tight end and quarterback conversation. I don't know why it's not 
it's on the list. It needs to be on the list along with corner pass rush, interior defensive line, probably another off ball linebacker, probably two pass rushers. You know, I don't know if they want to bring a safety and I don't know what the defense is going to look like next year, but just add it to the list. And yes, you can sign all of these players and yes, you can draft the remainder. So with guys like Mike Kosicki, with guys like Tyrod Taylor, they're guys who are respected in the league. They played a long time and they produce when given the opportunity at an elite level. No, but as a backup, as a, as a tier two guy at their respective position. Sure. And I think, and, and they it wouldn't break the bank. I think Tyra Taylor would be fantastic. I think Mike Sick would be fantastic. Gerald Everett, depending on, on, uh, on contract and Noah Fant too. Like sometimes it takes tight ends a little while to get, to get going. I mean, look at Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey wasn't the greatest tight end we've ever seen right away. Like Gronk had Tom Brady <laughs> and Gronk. It took him a little, I mean, Aaron, like, you know, his running mate there, was a stud as well. They ran a two tight end system and it, you know, it, it set the world on fire with how productive they were. I'm not saying that that's going to be this, but bring in a tight end. Now with running back, this is the fascinating part because the Cardinals have the most options with this position. So you've got James Conner, who's going to be your number one. I will never say the word bell cow ever, ever. I, I'm saying that as a, as a reference. I think it's the dumbest nickname for running back that and gunslinger. Piss me off so much. I it's just don't be lazy. Use other terms. They don't have the market cornered on running backs who get the majority of touches. That was my PSA from oh, and also uh please start hyphenating the league year starting this year, Roger Goodell. Thank you. 2024, 2025. The season overlaps on two years. There should be a hyphenate. Thank you. James Connor. My thoughts on James Connor haven't changed. Um he should be touching the ball 60% of the time, max. He should be touching the ball 60% of the time, max. If you want him for 17 weeks, if you want him at peak James Conner, he can't be touching the ball 80% of the offensive snaps that come out of the running back position, whether it be catching the ball or running the ball. He needs to have a running mate, no pun intended. And it doesn't even need to be a change of pace back. That's not what this offense is. You don't need a scat back. You don't need a Chris Thompson. You don't need that. You don't need like the Deion Lewis or James White role. You don't need it. If they bring in another bruiser, who cares? James Conner is good enough catching the ball out of the backfield anyways. Most running backs have to be. When you saw that Leonard Fournette started practicing catching the ball out of the backfield, Derrick Henry, you know things are changing. That has to be just part of the arsenal. Ezekiel Elliott, he was never a pass catching back until the last couple seasons because he knows you need to do that now. So you don't need to bring in a fast guy. Now, we'll see what happens with Michael Carter, okay? Michael Carter, they may have found him. He's going to be competing in camp if he wants to stay here unless he gets signed somewhere else. But he's shown flashes, okay? Another guy, just like Noah Fant from a different position, never got a shot. He never got a shot with the Jets at all. They drafted Brees Hall immediately. And they brought in Dalvin Cook. He's buried. So we'll see. But say Michael Carter isn't the option, okay, just for the sake of this exercise. There are some names, and, you know, the draft is a ways away. Um, there are some names that are interesting. Now, we're going to take out a couple of them. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon, Austin Eckler. Like, no. They're not paying that much money for a running back. I'm sure people will. But there are a couple names, okay, who are surprisingly free agents. And listen, they may be brought back to their respective teams 
Okay. But there are some names that could be in the, you know, the wheelhouse for the Cardinals. My first one is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary had a breakout year last year. I don't know how much he's going to be valued in Houston because he's going to want to get paid. I don't know how much that one year when they have Damian Pierce there, he just stole that job from Damian Pierce. It's like, I'm better at running back than you. The Bills must feel beside themselves. They're like, oh man, you could actually run the ball with Devin Singletary. Yeah, you can. And guess what they did? They did it with James Cook this past season. So Devin Singletary fascinates me. Okay. It, obviously it's going to depend on money, but what he showed was some giddy up when actually being able to run and not, you know, getting snaked by Josh Allen every time first goal inside the six. He never really saw what Devin Singletary can do. He's got some giddy up. He's got some speed, breakaway speed. He'd be an interesting guy. Okay. And then there are a couple others that are fascinating for different reasons. Okay. So J.K. Dobbins, and now go with me here. Okay, J.K. Dobbins has been injured twice. Okay, I think it was an Achilles and an ACL. They're moving on from him in Baltimore. So if you need a one-year prove-it deal, like what James Conner got with the Cardinals, you can stay healthy, you can show the NFL what you got, the Arizona Cardinals are a perfect spot for him. Now, if he's healthy week one, he should be. I think he got hurt, super, he got hurt pretty much right when he came back last year. And... While the injury concerns are there, it's going to be very low risk financially. And we saw at Ohio State, and we saw when he was healthy at times, you know, when he was healthy, that he's a good running back. And the Cardinals can get an absolute steal at running back. Now, DeAndre Swift, another one. And I'm assuming that Philly will bring him back. He hasn't gotten his big deal yet after being drafted by Detroit. Um, He's still on that rookie scale deal. Like, is he going to want – 15 million over, over two years. Like, is he going to get that? A lot of the running back position conversation is going to come down to the chiefs. Okay. It's going to come down to how much these players want, what their market value is, everything like that. And as we get closer to the start of free agency, things will start to open up. Like, well, is anybody in a franchise tag? Uh, What are, you know, what are players wanting? What are teams willing to spend? Things like that. Okay. So those are two like, I don't know, flashier names, Devin Singletary and and uh, and J.K. Dobbins. Like, here's the thing, man. I I see some names on this list. Like, Zach Moss had a good year last year. Uh, like, A.J. Dillon, would he be worth looking up? Um, Ezekiel Elliott, would he be worth looking up? Because let me tell you something. Yeah, he had he had the off the field stuff that wasn't great a handful of years ago. Absolutely, not not understating that whatsoever. And all Zeke has done is produce. Has he lost a step? Yes. Could he still be effective? Yeah. I like it's not his fault that Jerry Jones paid him sixty million dollars. It's not his fault that nobody would ever live up to that contract and no running back ever has. It's not his fault that that happened. Adrian Peterson lived up to that contract that he got years ago from Minnesota. Sure. But besides that, that's it. So you bring him in as a second back, like he was in, uh, in, in New England last year. And if something happens to James Conner, you have an RB one that could, you know, carry the weight. until until James Conner comes back, I feel like with the running back room specifically, keep your options open, keep your eyes open. Don't let history and stigmas and things like that, 
deter your thought process on who would be best for this Arizona Cardinals team that is going to be running the ball first. You need a guy just like backup quarterback, just like a tight end too. You need a guy who can be an RB1 if needed to be thrown into action. You need a guy who can be 80% as productive as the starter. And yes, that goes across all positions. I understand all of that. But in this offense specifically, quarterback who can run the RPO, who is good on play action, tight end who can run routes, block a little bit. I'm, Mike Kosicki's not great at blocking. But who is a true playmaker at tight end and running backs who can run the rock. With this offense specifically, those are the most important things. Now, sure, wide receiver is important, obviously. But that is such a hard reset that there's no clear-cut wide receiver one. So you can't have this backup or wide receiver two conversation because they haven't got a wide receiver two on this roster right now. Tyrod Taylor, Mike Isicki. And for me, running back, it's, it's choose-your-own-adventure. Low risk financially with upside. That's why I mentioned Devin Singletary and J.K. Dobbins specifically. J.K. Dobbins fascinates me because we don't know. If he stays healthy for an entire season, what could that look like? We haven't seen it in a long time. Could help the Cardinals. All I do know is this bleep is going to get so fun. And uh, also, without you, there's no me. Remember that. I'll talk to you tomorrow.